Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, June 26th, and we start with local news. The Murray County Building Committee sent the county commission a recommendation of approval to move forward with the Judicial Center at its most recent meeting, with the cost coming in at $159,018 under the budgeted amount of $33.9 million. Jamie Spencer with the development firm Hewlett Spencer said one of the major reasons the job was able to come in under the budget amount was due to the early release packages. The commission in making that decision saved over $300,000 by approving that early release package, he said. We didn't have a full set of plans to work with at that time, so we started piecing the project and pricing together, which is not how we normally do it, he said. The first early release package cost $2.17 million, while the second package came in at $8.9 million. With this final phase, the total cost will be around $33.7 million. We recognize and appreciate the efforts by this commission for allowing us to approve this project in this manner, Spencer said. There was a small celebration with our team this afternoon, he said. County Commission Chair Eric Previtti was pleased the project is under budget, especially in this economy, though some of the cosmetic features had to be removed from the package. You've seen the economy. This is what's going to happen, he said. Prices won't go up. They can't go up. It's guaranteed. When we get closer to the end, if there's some money left over, we might be able to add in some of the cosmetic things we cut, he said. There will not be any additions. Absolutely not. Spencer added that some of the cosmetic features in the project were also managed in order to fit the numbers. There were things we put in the building to help us reach our budget that aren't extravagant, he said. The parking structure was a major part of the project, and Rick Bruning, project executive with Bell Construction, said they made some adjustments to make sure the price point could be met. We have different types of gates that open and shut. Some swing, some are rolling gates, he said. There was a rolling gate that opened and shut, and if we were to put it in like that, it would actually take up a parking spot. So we switched it to a collapsible gate. There will be 80 to 90 public front entry, main parking, and a secure staff parking lot with the same number, he said. The county commission ratified the proposal at its June 20th meeting. The judicial center will soon be under construction. Commissioner Previtti said he hopes this will be something the people of Murray County will look forward to seeing completed. I'm very pleased we've come under budget, he said. I hope that future negativity will cease because this is for the safety and growth of the county. Let's move on, he said. The Murray County Commission unanimously approved $218,538 plus expenses for an 18-month-long contract between Baxter Enterprises and the Murray County Archives Building for the temporary lodging of the extensive collection of historical documents and its operations. In April, the County Budget Committee approved a maximum price of $10 million for the expansion of the Murray County Archives, which will total 18,644 square feet and include a new research library, paper conservation lab, and public programming space. Meanwhile, the collection will be moved out of its current space at 201 East 6th Street in Columbia to the Mule Town Rec Building, located at 1445 Oak Springs Drive and owned by Baxter Enterprises. 
The archives will be closing to the public starting on July 3rd so that the archives staff can begin packing the collection for its move to the temporary location. The archives hopes to open back up to the public at the Oak Springs Drive location in early to mid-September while construction on the new archives facility is taking place. The construction is expected to take between 14 and 18 months to complete. The Murray County Archives houses millions of records dating back to the formation of the county in 1807. The collection consists of official county records such as deeds, marriage records, and court records, as well as personal papers, organizational records, and school records. Murray County is one of just a few counties in the entire state of Tennessee that has all of the records from the entire history of the county. Although the facility will be temporarily closed, the public can still contact the archives by calling 931-375-1501. The Murray County Democratic Party held its 20th annual Heritage Dinner on Saturday, June 3rd at the UAW Hall, 1853 in Spring Hill. The event was co-sponsored by the UAW CAP Committee. Over 225 people attended, giving them an opportunity to network with like-minded Democrats. State Senator Heidi Campbell and Representative John Ray Clemens, the Democratic Caucus Chair, were guest speakers. Senator Campbell encouraged members to increase their activism in all levels of government. Representative Clemens called for Democrats to work to elect legislators who will focus on making the lives of Tennesseans better, no matter their party or stance on cultural issues. He stressed using tax dollars to help those who need it the most and the importance of attracting young people to the Democratic Party. Both speakers were given standing ovations for their dynamic calls to action. A number of awards were handed out at the event that evening. Judy Ashmore received the Life of the Party Award. Lucas Liam Banks was given the Ty Cobb Young Democrat Award. Stephanie Sparks Newland was uh, given the Judge Jimmy Matthews Community Service Award. Jameson Manor received the H.O. Porter Education and Citizenship Award. And our own James York was given the Jerry and Linda Colley True Democrat Award. The Murray County Democratic Party Executive Committee was pleased that a significant number of young Democrats attended the dinner for the first time. Murray County Democratic Party Chairperson James Dallas said... We are very pleased with the turnout of the Heritage Dinner this year and are looking forward to carrying this enthusiasm into the 2024 election cycle. Thank you to all the volunteers and to our speakers. The Heritage Dinner is a fundraiser for the Murray County Democratic Party. The party appreciates the sponsors and donors who made the dinner possible. The City of Spring Hill, after numerous meetings, changes, and amendments, has adopted its latest 2023-2024 fiscal year budget. The budget, which consists of approximately $88.7 million in the City's general fund, went before the Board of Mayor and Aldermen its final reading this week. Prior to the final vote, the Board of Mayor and Aldermen members issued requests for several additional amendments for various funding needs and projects. This year's budget also included no changes to the city's property tax rate. Of all the projects budgeted to receive funding this year, 80% of operating costs are being designated to street and road projects, public safety, and utilities. This includes projects such as the ongoing Buckner Lane and Buckner Road widenings in conjunction with the new I-65 interchange, construction of a new Spring Hill Police Headquarters, and finding solutions to the city's water capacity concerns. A few of the proposed amendments approved included $10,000 for a Spring Hill Visitor Center 
which was taken from tourism funds, $40,000 for roof repairs at Historic Ripa Villa, also from tourism funds, $272,500 for bridge improvements at Jim Warren Road, $38,500 for design costs for Port Royal Road widening, $100,000 for professional services for improvements to Kedron Road from Main Street to Saturn Parkway, and $7,600 for a part-time mental health specialist position. One item that was absent from the 2023-2024 budget was funding for a new Spring Hill fire station, which was a topic of discussion at previous budget talks. The estimated $11 million project remains a top priority for city leaders, but there wasn't enough revenue in the budget to cover it next next fiscal year. In his monthly newsletter, Alderman Matt Fitterer said construction of Fire Station 4 is a priority the Board of Mayor and Alderman takes very seriously, and that while its funding won't appear in this year's budget, there are other efforts being made to ensure the project moves forward. The vast majority of Board of Mayor and Alderman clearly supports Fire Station 4 as the most important facility capital project not currently underway. There simply isn't resources to do with current revenue levels, Fitterer stated. However, two things simultaneously occurring should allow the Board of Mayor and Aldermen some room to move forward with Fire Station 4 this year anyways. The Budget and Finance Committee recently met with the City's Municipal Bond Council with the goal of identifying alternative lending or debt instruments that will allow Spring Hill to gain some additional capacities, he wrote. Fitterer added that Fire Station 4 is not the only priority facility project to address the city's growing needs, and that in addition to the new fire hall, there is the ongoing need for a new library, city hall, additional parkland, and renovations to Fire Station 1. There will be something fun for everyone at Food Trucks and Fireworks in Spring Hill. This year, the Food Trucks and Fireworks event is happening on Sunday, July 2nd. Festivities start at 6 p.m. and last until the fireworks show at sundown. Get ready for a family-friendly community gathering filled with mouth-watering food, endless fun, and a mind-blowing fireworks display by the downtown Nashville fireworks show Pyro, Inc. Oh, and the best part? The admission is free. Mark the date in your calendar, share it with your friends, and plan on attending Food Trucks and Fireworks at 305 Parkfield Loop South in Spring Hill for a celebration you won't forget. When the sun starts to dip, prepare to be dazzled by an awe-inspiring fireworks show that'll leave everyone in awe, no matter their age. What about the food part of Food Trucks and Fireworks? There will be 30 or more local food trucks. Whether you're into savory or sweet, there will be something for everyone. Kids will enjoy bounce houses, and the young at heart can engage in some friendly competition with classic summer games like cornhole and frisbee. But the fun doesn't stop there. Throughout the event, there will be games and giveaways to keep the festive vibes going strong. To make sure everyone can join in the fun, there are three parking options. The on-site red lot that is available for a small fee, the free blue lot with a complimentary shuttle service, and the yellow lot, free on-site handicap parking, making sure that everyone can easily access the event. For more uh, and all event details, including the full lineup of food trucks and entertainment, head over to www.foodtrucksandfireworks.com. Remote Area Medical, or RAM, a major nonprofit provider of pop-up clinics delivering free quality dental, vision, and medical care to those in need, will hold a free two-day clinic in Columbia on July 8th and 9th. 
Remote area medical will be set up at E.A. Cox Middle School, located at 633 Bear Creek Pike in Columbia, for two days only. This clinic is in collaboration with the Filipino American International Organization in Tennessee. All remote area medical services are free and no ID is required. Free dental, vision, and medical services will be provided on a first-come, first-served basis. The patient parking lot will open no later than 11.59 p.m. on Friday, Friday night, July 7th, and remain open for the duration of the clinic. Once in the parking lot, additional information regarding clinic opening processes and next steps will be provided. Clinic doors open at 6 a.m. Due to time constraints, patients should be prepared to choose between dental and vision services. Medical services are offered in addition to dental or vision services free to every patient attending the clinic. For more information, to donate or to volunteer, please visit www.ramusa.org or call the number 865-579-1530. Services available at the free remote area medical clinic include dental cleanings, dental fillings, dental extractions, dental x-rays, eye exams, eye health exams, eyeglass prescriptions, eyeglasses made on site, women's health exams, and general medical exams. In some situations outside of remote area medical's control, such as inclement weather, volunteer cancellations, or other circumstances, the parking lot may open earlier or a smaller number of patients may be served. Remote area medical encourages everyone who would like services, especially dental services, to arrive as early as possible. Clinic closing time may vary based on each service area's daily capacity. For more information, visit www.ramusa.org. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the month of June. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We are thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting virtual information sessions said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must have not already earned an associate or bachelor's degree, have been a Tennessee resident for at least one year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or credential program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning at least six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. The next session will take place on June 26th from 6 to 7 p.m. And now, your hometown memorial, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Dennis Wayne Dungey, 69, died Thursday, June 22nd at his residence in Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Dungey will be conducted on Tuesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Andrews Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. 
As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have plenty of sunshine today with a high of 89 degrees. Winds will be out of the west at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 62 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. 
This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price, and now news from around the state. Members of the Tennessee House Republican leadership received letters Thursday morning containing an unknown white powder. Republican Caucus Press Secretary Jennifer Easton was in the building when it was discovered. The letters contained an obvious threat made by a liberal activist, specifically targeting Republicans. The sixth floor of the Cordell Hall building is on lockdown currently while Homeland Security investigates, Easton said at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Cordell Hall houses the offices for all elected state lawmakers. The sixth floor includes House leadership, such as House Speaker Cameron Sexton and Majority Leader William Lamberth. It was a white powdery substance that I'm told is like an over-the-counter, perhaps pain reliever or something like that, that was supposedly determined after testing, said Ken Job, the Democratic Caucus press secretary. Job said the letters were sent to several members of the Tennessee House, but mentioned that letters containing a white substance were also sent to Kansas lawmakers earlier in the week. Everyone in the building was safe following the incident. Just after 2 p.m., lawmakers on the sixth floor were given the all-clear, allowing them to leave after more than two hours in place. The FBI confirmed that it had taken over the investigation from local and state law enforcement. Laboratory testing is ongoing, but at this time has not indicated a risk to public safety, the Bureau said in a press release Thursday afternoon. The FBI would also like to remind everyone to exercise care in handling mail, especially from unrecognized senders. If you see something suspicious... Please contact law enforcement immediately. Are you a local trying to explore more of what your home state has to offer? Lucky for you, there is no shortage of tourist destinations in Tennessee. In a state rich in history, entertainment, art, culture, and music, the list of sites is to visit is lengthy. But where to start? Real estate site Tennessee Real Estate used TripAdvisor ratings, online search data, and annual online article mentions to determine, I'm sorry, online article mentions to determine the most popular tourist destinations in the state. The top three spots, Graceland, Dollywood, and the Great Smoky Mountains. Graceland, the mansion and home of the king of rock and roll, is one of the most visited private homes in the United States, welcoming half a million visitors annually. In the past year alone, Graceland was mentioned 50,835 times in online articles, more than any other attraction in the state. 
These findings are a testament to the everlasting popularity of Graceland, which has undoubtedly only skyrocketed recently due to the release of Boz Luhrmann's hit biopic Elvis, and should only continue to increase along with the release of Sofia Coppola's upcoming film Priscilla, said a Tennessee real estate spokesperson. Dollywood, the theme park owned by Tennessee treasure Dolly Parton, ranks as the runner-up for most popular tourist hotspot in Tennessee. Dollywood receives 269,000 average monthly searches and has had 18,506 article mentions in the last year. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park ranks as the third most popular destination statewide. The park receives an average of 49,000 Google searches a month through the country, throughout the country and welcomes over 11 million visitors annually. Also included in the list are various national destinations such as the Ryman Auditorium, Centennial Park and the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. The findings revealed that the Ryman Auditorium ranks fourth. The music venue is considered one of the most influential in the country and receives 70,000 average monthly searches, as well as holding a 4.5 out of 5 rating on TripAdvisor. Centennial Park ranks in the fifth most popular spot in Tennessee, a popular destination for both locals and tourists. The park is also home to the historic Nashville Parthenon. Centennial Park received an average of 25,000 Google searches a month across the country and had 13,094 online article mentions in the last year. The rest of the top 10 list includes the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge, Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga, the Nashville Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, Ruby Falls in Chattanooga, and the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum in Nashville. Ten Green Land Conservancy, a leading Tennessee environmental nonprofit, announced that it has reached a historic milestone, protecting over 50,000 acres of land across the state in Mid-South region. The organization's conservation efforts, both past and future, will benefit Tennesseans and wildlife at a time when Tennessee's natural resources, natural world rather, faces unprecedented risks. Some of Ten Green's Land Conservancy's notable achievements over the years include conserving land for public enjoyment at Virgin Falls State Natural Area, Fall Creek Falls State Park, Rock Island State Park, South Cumberland State Park, Justin P. Wilson Cumberland Trail State Park, and future Ducks Unlimited Park, and more. In total, Ten Green Land Conservancy has completed 153 conservation projects, with more than a third of those projects completed in the past five years. This astonishing pace is reflective of people and communities across Tennessee seeking to protect their natural assets. To learn more about 10 Green Land Conservancy's ongoing conservation efforts and how you can get involved, visit www.10green, that's T-E-N-N, green.org. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. In recognition of his standing as one of country music's most innovative talents, the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum has invited 10-time Grammy nominee Eric Church to be its 18th Artist-in-Residence. The museum's annual Artist-in-Residence series spotlights an artist with an exemplary body of work and asks the featured artist to create one-of-a-kind performances over multiple evenings. The museum offers this intimate CMA theater as a blank canvas with the understanding that the artist will curate shows that inspire appreciation for their talents and vision, often incorporating different themes and special guests. Church will produce and perform two shows on Tuesday, August 29th and Wednesday, August 30th, with doors opening at 7 p.m. Tickets to each performance range from $75 to $500 plus ticketing fees, with all proceeds benefiting the nonprofit museum's educational mission. Tickets to both shows are available to the public on the museum's website at www.countrymusichalloffame.org. Sales are limited to four tickets per transaction on a first-come, first-served basis and are non-refundable. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.